Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Yes, this is, and uh, welcome to it. Here's the number... 800-922-6680, There's a lot on the plate. I was up last night late doing homework. I was up early this morning doing homework. I was watching uh, Donald Trump's speech last night in Michigan, and it was, uh, wow. I mean, uh, I'll just tell you right now, if you're a UAW member and you don't vote for Donald Trump, you better figure out what you want to do with your life because uh, you won't have a job. You, you just won't. Uh, when you uh, replace a uh, a factory that builds uh, gas powered vehicles, which are a gift from God, you know, I mean, who doesn't want a '69 Charger? I do. You know, you think about all of the glorious vehicles that uh, are available thanks to the the uh, incredible internal combustion engine, which has allowed us. I mean, literally, you can go across the you could drive across the country in a couple of days. It used to take six months, and half of your uh, party would die of diphtheria. Uh, <laughs> you know, and and then not only does the uh, gas-powered engine, uh, it also uh, it not only cars and trucks, but it hauls all your food and stuff, and it puts your food in the ground so it grows because tractors are run by it. it it's pretty remarkable, uh, the gas engine. Uh, but you know what? If electric vehicles become mandated, and they will never be tractors, they will never be tractor trailers. They're worthless for all of that. They'll never be boats. It's a joke. But uh, as long as Joe Biden keeps forcing this EV revolution, which is not a revolution. It is it is the opposite of a revolution. It is a mandate. And revolutions come when people are unfairly mandated. So it's the opposite of a revolution. But uh, if you build cars, if you build engines, if you build all the supporting parts for a car, like transmissions, like uh, engine blocks, like, you know, I can go on and on about the parts of a car, you're done. You're done because a little pukey electric motor and a big-ass battery is going to be what uh, one-third of the employees at a normal factory will be putting together. So there you go. I've got that speech last night. It was epic. And, and again, it made it very clear, and, it, and it's very obvious, that if you vote for Joe Biden, he won't be the candidate. But if you vote for a Democrat, uh, the automotive industry is dead, and so are your jobs. All right, so there's that. What else? Oh, 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 we got, uh, of course, the GOP debate last night, the headline this morning, seven kamikaze pilots on political suicide missions. <laughs> 
And what could be the dumbest line in debate history from Chris Christie? Oh, my God. We'll get to that in a second. And then also, oh, oh, we got uh, we got impeachment uh, inquiry today, and I watched a little bit of this. I saw Jonathan Turley. I, I respect Jonathan Turley. He is a, uh, a Georgetown professor, and he even said, he says, I don't think there is uh, evidence to uh, warrant an impeachment. I'm like, okay, cool. You got somebody up there who thinks the whatever. It's not like the January the 6th impeachment. It's like not like the January 6th uh, nonsense show trial. Uh, actually, people are actually able to ask the panelists questions in opposition, unlike with the January the 6th show trial, which uh, was a joke. It was, it was even worse than a joke. It was a kangaroo court. So at least today, some idiots like Jamie Raskin are able to express their opinions, no matter how ungodly wrong they are. <laughs> and then the people can decide. And then the people can decide. So I've got audio from that coming. As the show progresses, I will do constant updates. You can call here at 800-922-6680. Uh, I did watch the uh, debate last night, the Republican debate last night. And, uh, you know, you know what I saw? And, and I don't want to, uh, you know, just piss on uh, Republican GOP members who are debating last night because that's what maybe you expect from me. But the thing that I saw last night was seven politicians. That's what I saw last night. I saw seven politicians with their uh, readied, practiced, and staged lines, presumably also auditorium tested with different crowds, and they sat there and waited for those lines to be spewed, and they did it, and the reaction was not what they expected. Uh, uh, let me see. Nikki Haley said of Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, the more I listen to you, the dumber I get. That makes no sense because Vivek Ramaswamy is actually a really smart guy. Not ready for prime time, but a really smart guy. And so that was rather specious. She clearly had sat on that and waited on that. And uh, and there was a lot of that last night. A lot of tried uh, uh, auditorium tested nonsense versus Donald Trump last night who uh, did a terrific speech where he improvised, where he actually talked to people, not at people. And it was, uh, it was pretty amazing. If you don't believe me, I'll just make the comparison and you can figure it out um but but clearly here's the biggest challenge that the GOP faces right now um well a couple of them first of all the uh, incredible abuse of the federal government for the last well since at least Barack Obama's presidency when the IRS got involved in censoring free speech the Tea Party movement that's when it all started going to hell in a handbasket and then in the last seven years, we saw that uh, the IRS, the FBI, were literally working with presidential campaigns to uh, create Russia collusion narrative that didn't exist, to hide all of the corruption of the Biden administration, and then also censor free speech on every platform. Everything that you wanted to say that countered the government, the government called misinformation and disinformation. All right. So um, if you if you think just a normal political speech by Ron DeSantis talking about lowering taxes is going to cut through that, then honestly, just sit down. OK, because it isn't going to it isn't going to cut through that. This is not another uh, this is not another primary year. It is not. It's completely different. You've got the main candidate of the Republican Party who's leading by 60 points, four indictments by the federal government, two impeachments, one after he left office, a raid on Mar-a-Lago where his belongings were photographed and shown online, shared with the press. Unlike Bob Menendez, gold bars and cash would set 
under lock and key for 15 months until last week, the week before the impeachment inquiry. So this is a completely different thing. The American people know that the federal government of the deep state is trying to choose who the candidates are. They're trying to choose on the Republican side which one they have to get rid of, and then they're ignoring the other candidates on the Democrat side because they want to keep this puppet with a broken brain in office. So it is completely different. If you think you can come in and do a typical candidate's debate, you're wrong. Last night's Republican debate, there were some good points made. There was also a an air of desperation for people trying to cut through and bad moderation by the debate moderators and stupid questions. And ultimately, as as uh, is being evidenced, I suppose, on uh, on in the media this morning, uh, it, it looks like Donald Trump was the winner. All right, twenty seven percent of GOP viewers said Donald Trump won the debate. Uh, this is uh, some of the early morning pollings going on here by JL Partners. Twenty-seven percent of viewers believe that tr- uh, Trump won. Then uh, 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 Ramaswamy, then DeSantis. Um, in an effort to tease the viewers' more nuanced thoughts, they used words that you would describe each candidate. And here's what they came up with: twenty-six uh, percent described DeSantis as competent. 19% he w- said he was presidential. And I'm going to give Ron DeSantis this. He's a damn good governor. A- and as a presidential candidate, hell yeah, maybe 28, maybe maybe 32. Same goes with Vivek, maybe even Nikki. All right? So uh, Ramaswamy, 24% said he was strong. 33% he said he was well-spoken. Uh, Joe Biden said he was clean. No, just kidding. He didn't say it. 23% said he was persuasive, and he tied for DeSantis as most presidential. There you go. So that's pretty cool. And then Haley came in uh, with the word charming. <laughs> yeah, that's really sexist, isn't it? Charming. Kind of girl you'd like your 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 son to marry. You know. Anyway. <laughs> Chris Christie dubbed the most annoying with 20% picking that description for the former governor. Yeah, part of it is that he pulls his pants up just shy of his nipples. It's a little weird. It's a little, I don't know what happens when you get older like that and you're, it just, it, it's not becoming too, uh, too, I don't know, does he, does he, who dresses him? Uh, honestly, it's, it's kind of, it's, uh, wow. But here is uh, the beginning of the debate last night, and it started off kind of in a, in a weird way. You know, Stu Varney is there. He's, uh, he's great, and Dana Perino's there. And then they, they decided to bring in somebody from, uh, you know, the uh, Hispanic media. Uh, and, you know, whatever here. But it didn't go so well to the, uh, the English-speaking Stu Varney. I'm Stuart Varney of Fox Business, and I am thrilled to be sitting alongside my co-moderators, Fox News Channel Dana Perino and Ilya Calderon, Cal- uh, 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 Univision. Good, Good evening. evening. Yeah, that's, that, that, was like, uh, that was like Joe Biden trying to say LL Cool J on the stage. <laughs> It was it was not good. It was I said you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then here's the the worst line of the night. This is the this is the they're they're hailing it as the worst dad joke ever delivered. It was worse than that. Last night I put on Twitter that this line from Chris Christie sounds like something that a a toddler birthday cl- party clown would deliver. 
Okay, so you got the making balloon animals. Look, it's a dog, you know, and then all of a sudden he says, you know, Donald Trump, you know what Donald Trump is? His name should be whatever. Listen. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. Oh, you mm. keep doing that, ah. no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. No, no. We're going to call you Donald Duck. Oh, he did it. He did it. Oh, my God, he did it. He did it. He said Donald Duck. Oh, my God in heaven <sighs> and, and he it was interesting because you could tell he was standing back a little bit and as he delivered the line he leaned into it like he was releasing a dove into the air and going fly and the dove was dead the dove just fell out of his hands as he's lay, lay, fly dove and and it fell on the floor in front of him you're not here Terrible. tonight because you're afraid oh. of being on the stage oh, and boy. defending your record you're ducking these things oh no and let me tell you what's no. gonna happen mm. you keep doing that no one up here is gonna call you donald trump anymore We're I'm going to call you Donald Duck. No, right. no, 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 for all that is holy. Uh, you know, I, I write comedy for a living, and, and some say I'm pretty good at it. You know, some of you probably don't. You know, you generally leftists do when they know I'm funny, but they want to take me down, so they say you're not funny. I know I'm funny. I've got millions of people who listen to the show and watch the show, and they all think I'm funny, but, uh, you know, there's just... <sighs> A joke in the wrong hands of the wrong person is like giving a toddler a handgun. Uh, you know, and I know that sounds pretty severe, and it is very severe. And I use it to uh, to make a point uh, with humor because it's outrageous because that's what humor is. But but you give a guy who doesn't have a sense of humor a joke, and and he and he sits on it and he waits to relieve that he to release that. Maybe he did sit on the dove. Oh my God! I just got it. He sat on the dove ahead of time and suffocated it. You're not That's here tonight happened. because you're oh, afraid God. of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. This is what it sounds like when doves die. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. Oh. All right. It just it hurts me. It hurts to my core. It's it's um, it's agonizing because uh, you know I consider my jokes almost to be like my children, and when I see somebody abusing, uh, you know my uh, you know now okay that's really not a good uh, it's really not a good comparison. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and play this from a few months ago, and you can call eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. Much more from the kamikaze attack last night. Who's black in all the streets of the city? Leaves potholes whenever he, he wants. suffocated a pigeon. If he decides to run, won't be pretty. Everyone knows it's Christie. I hate Who this song. Who is the GOP's biggest rhino? Who's trashing Trump on ABC? He is a traitor that you and I know. We cannot trust Chris Christie. The White House is in his eyes. He craves it like Biggie fries. About Trump, he tells big lies. He has no chance. He has no chance. A crisp bad chance. Who wants to run, although he can't win it? Who hasn't seen his feet in ten years? I'm whistling. Last time he ran was out in a minute. 
Yeah, yeah. The worst joke ever in a debate. And uh, wow, I mean, what do you do? I do have audio from Vivek Ramaswamy. I do have some uh, uh, listening to their monologues and their and their speech last night. It was like untangling Christmas lights. It was that bad. They were so much talking over. It's like un- untangling Christmas lights. But we'll get to that in the Trump audio and your phone calls at 800-922-6680. This is the Rob Carson Show. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. Yeah. Uh, It was that or you're a big poopy head. Uh, There were two lines that he was going to use. He opted for the duck line, and uh, and it kind of fell flat. That's uh, Chris Christie last night. Uh, What the duck is wrong with him? (laughs) Sorry, I've been sitting on that one since... Well, about three minutes ago, here is uh, Sean Hannity asking Larry Kudlow about uh, what he thought of the debate. Here's my exit question. Did anyone distinguish themselves as a clear person you know, with, with Donald Trump having such a dominant lead in the polls as the one person that could give him any run for his money? I don't think there was a breakout breakout, if that's what you're asking. No, I don't. I'm sure that Chris Christie has breakouts all the time, particularly in the summertime in the shorts, when you're wearing shorts right there between your legs. I think so. Just well, kind of gets a little warm. Yeah, not enough to overcome him in the polls. That's Kellyanne Conway saying not enough to uh, overcome him in the polls. So uh, that's the uh, GOP debate last night. You know, we'll see. I want to see what the uh, ratings are last night. Um, lots of banner, but no breakout candidates for the second GOP debate. Uh, this is according to uh, Breitbart, I guess. Yeah, Breitbart. Seven candidates attempting to stand out in a crowded field of challengers to former President Donald Trump, though few earned raucous applause or partook in memorable exchanges. I don't know. Maybe you got more out of it than I did. I don't know. Uh, 800-922-6680. One of the lengthier segments saw candidates uh, trade visions on how best to revitalize the American education system, position the next generation to thrive in the future economy, typical uh, stuff you see in high school debates, that kind of thing. You know, it is, it's just kind of, uh, uh, even if if it was a Democrat debate right now, debates just aren't really debates anymore. They're just kind of yawn, right? I'll just tell you, you know, you, you got a guy who, you know, does uh, uh, Donald Trump, he improvises. He's funny. So it's different. It's going to be hard to fill the shoe. It's going to, hard to be hard to compete against. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest here. This is Ron DeSantis going after uh, Donald Trump. The governor of Florida, who, by the way, is a great damn governor of Florida. I, I'm just going to tell He's a great governor of Florida. They governor are, DeSantis, you haven't spoken. Please. The people in Washington are shutting down the American dream with their reckless behavior. They borrowed, they printed, they spent. Do you hear him spot, talk? So he's talking like a politician. All right. Just listen. And, and now you're paying more for everything. They are the reason for that. They have shut down our national sovereignty by allowing our border. You ever see the uh, movie Liar, Liar, when Carrie Ewells tries to take over Jim's place, Jim Carrey's place as a dad? And, you know, Jim Carrey's very animated and awesome and all that. And then Carrie Ewells decides to do the same thing with what could be his future stepson and goes, the claw. Oh, my God, the claw. It kind of reminds me of that. Donald Trump is Jim Carrey over here, the awesome dad who does all these tricks and uh, and they say these other candidates are just there to kind of try to mimic him and they completely fall flat every time to be wide open yeah. so please spare me uh the crocodile tears for these people they need to change what's going on and where's joe biden he's completely missing an action from Trump leadership now. Yep. and you know who else is missing who, who, an action who ron who 
Donald Trump oh, is yeah, missing that's, in action. That's true. He should be on this stage tonight. He owes it to you yeah, to ooh. defend his record where they added $7.8 trillion to the debt. Okay, okay, and then that's just, I'll just give you an example, all right? So you just heard him, and he got a little bit of applause and all that, and that's cool. And, and this is Donald Trump last night. I just want you to, you know, even if you hate Donald Trump, just listen to the speech. I could have had the easiest, nicest life, L. I would have had the nicest, softest life instead. I have to beat these lunatics up all day long, <laughs> every day. Yeah. Every day, lunatics. Yeah. I never heard of the word indictment. Now I get indicted like every three days. <laughs> he spoke badly about the election. He must be indicted. He said something bad about Joe Biden. Joe Biden is the most corrupt president and most incompetent president we've ever had. That's how you work a crowd. I just want to tell you, if you want to take some notes, that was a master class. I'm just telling you, regardless of who you agree with or who you're voting for, uh, master class in public speaking versus high school debate, 800-922-6680. This is the Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Today's podcast sponsored by NutraSense. That was the sound of a NutraSense biosensor. It's a small device that you put on the back of your arm that then provides real-time feedback on how your body responds to the foods that you're eating, your exercise, stress, and even your sleep. With NutraSense, you just take a photo of your meal, adjust for portion size, and NutraSense does the rest. NutraSense helps you track your data, see your glucose trends, and understand your macronutrient breakdown for each meal. You also get an overall glucose score for each meal based on your body's response. You'll be matched with a board-certified nutritionist who will review your data and answer all your questions. Plus, they give you a personalized nutrition plan so you can achieve your goals. You should try NutriSense today. It will open your eyes in profound ways to how your food, exercise, and lifestyle choices are affecting you. What's more, it empowers you with a real-time feedback loop showing the consequences of your food and lifestyle choices. It is a powerful tool for understanding your body and affecting positive change in your life. You can get all of this today. NutriSense has a special offer for our listeners. Visit NutriSense.com slash Carson. Use code Carson to start decoding your body's messages and pave the way for a healthier life. Be sure to tell them you learned about NutriSense on the Rob Carson podcast. That's NutriSense.com slash Carson to save 30% off your first month, plus get a month of board-certified nutritionist support. Here's to a record-setting president, Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. This is infuriating because TikTok is one of the most dangerous social media apps yes, that we could have. And what you've got, I honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. We think about the fact that Vivek just said we were all good people. And I appreciate yeah, everybody going after Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah, because last debate, he said we were all bought and paid for. And I thought about that for a little while and said, you know, I can't imagine how you could say that knowing that you were just in business with the Chinese. Communist Party and the same people that funded Hunter Biden millions of dollars was a part wow. of years as well. It's not nonsense. First, let me say I'm glad I'm glad Vivek uh, pulled out of his business deal in 2018 in China. That must have been about the time you decided to start voting in presidential elections. Ow! 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 But the first one is what got me. 
This is infuriating because TikTok is one of the most dangerous social media apps yes, that we could have. And what you've got, I honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber. For- okay, so that, that's, um, that's one of those uh, lines that she had uh, waited on. Somebody said, oh, you ought to say that. She wrote it down. She said, just give me the dumb line. I'll be ready to rock and roll. Kind of like uh, Chris Christie. Just wait till I unleash that duck joke. Oh, my God, it's over. I mean, you might as well start measuring drapes in the Oval Office because this duck joke is the best ducking joke ever in the history of mankind it is going to surpass all other duck jokes ever yeah it didn't work so well uh the thing is uh, uh you know uh, nikki haley saying that about vivek ramaswamy would be kind of trying to make a joke about chris christie about being too thin it doesn't make any sense so kind of uh kind of did a face plant here's a little bit more of uh of uh, vivek ramaswamy and nikki haley going at it uh about uh trustworthy trust, trustworthiness messages they can get all this is important this is very important for our party this is very important for our party and i'm going to say you've gone and you've helped china build, make medicines in china not america excuse me now wanting kids to go and get on the social media that's dangerous for all of us you went and you were in business with the chinese that gave hunter biden five million dollars we can't trust you. I'm surprised they didn't have some sort of a cheesy line about it being an Indian-American civil war. Something like that. (laughs) Oh, Doug Burgum I thought was pretty good last night. Not presidential material. Nothing against Doug Burgum. I think he's a solid. I think he'd be a great energy secretary. I really do. I really, really do. He said some amazing things about EVs and whatnot. I got a little bit more on the uh, debate last night. Oh, Donald Trump actually commented on the debate last night, and it was kind of funny. It's all over television, this speech. You know, we're competing with the job candidates. They're all running for a job. (laughs) No, they're all job candidates. They want to be in the, uh, they want to do anything. Secretary of something. (laughs) They even say VP. I don't know. Does anybody see any VP in the Uh group? I don't Uh think so. No, nobody. No, no, we're, uh, we're, that's right. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? They don't have a crowd like we have. When you look at the thousands of people outside that couldn't get in, why didn't you build a bigger plant? I'd like to. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, the interesting thing last night, you know, Joe Biden went and spoke to the UAW for 59 seconds. <laughs> he spoke to the UAW for 59 seconds and nobody showed up. Donald Trump had 10,000 people outside of the building last night and they knew they weren't going to get in. They just wanted to be there, and there were. I posted a video on my Rumble channel this morning, of uh, of some of the of some of the people along the the route to the appearance last night. It's it's a political movement, guys. I told you, it's not a, it's not a candidate. He is not. He is a political movement. That's what's going on. And then on top of everything else, you know, you've got the uh, Fox and Friendsification of Fox News. And nothing against Fox and Friends, but, you know, if you want delightful summer recipes and you want to go outside and go, woohoo, as the cast gets fed by some restaurant, you know, and then they'll play uh, basketball or whatever. If you want that kind of stuff, then that's what you're going to get. And Dana Perino decided to ask a stupid question that, you know, you'd normally expect on a show like The View or some goofy game show on ABC. And uh, it was it was rejected. Here is the question from Dana Perino trying to be cute. You on stage tonight should be voted off the island. Oh boy! Please use your marker to write your choice on the notepad in front of you. Why don't you give them torches and put them out individually? Uh, Chris Christie's is already out. Asa Hutchinson's. Dear God, somebody whizzed on that thing. It's gone. It's over. Starting now. 
people on the stage. Are you who serious? should be? I'm absolutely serious. With all due respect, wow. I mean, we're here. Like, you know, we're happy to debate, but I think that that's disrespectful to my fellow competitors. Nobody yeah. wants to. Nobody most, wants to participate. Let's do some questions. Yeah, that is so immature. I mean, that is so immature. That's. I mean, how how could you allow something that stupid in this debate? You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage oh, and defending boy, your record. Mm, you're mm. ducking these things. Oh, and let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that. No one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. All right. Okay, uh, I'll go back to the question. Here. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Let me, then, yeah. if you won't answer that question, let me ask you this. Because question. it's too stupid. What is your mathematical path, yes, Governor DeSantis, in order to try to beat President Trump, who has a commanding and enduring lead in this race? So. Polls don't elect presidents. Voters elect presidents. Right. And we're going to take the case of the people. Oh, boy. Wow. Is that, did you just type in? Is there, wait a minute. Is there a debate response generator on? Uh, is an AI? There must be a, an AI a debate answer generator online. In these early that states, we're going to do it in a state-by-state direction. And why? Because as Reagan said in his day, this is our time for choosing. We are not getting a mulligan on the 2024 oh, election. Oh, Republicans mm, have lost mm, three straight elections in a row. We were supposed to have a red wave with inflation yeah, at 9%. Man. It crashed. You had the FBI involved in the IRS covering up evidence and everything. But, uh, I wouldn't exactly say that the Republicans have been beaten by the popular vote the last three elections. I think there was some other shenanigans happening there. In Bern, not in Florida, it didn't. We delivered it in Florida. And so we've got to choose right. We've got to win. And we need somebody that's going to be able to serve two terms. So in January... That's right, gosh darn it. We need a president who can serve two terms. Amen. Mulligan. Yay. This is Ed Rollins this morning on uh, Newsmax uh, with some thoughts about the debate. I'm very angry. It was a disaster. I think the RNC wow. ought to fire half the people that were involved in it i think if fox can this is the best fox can do let's get rid of fox let's bring it to newsmax wow. or something else oh, this great. was a disaster did not gain one Ooh, don't you think it'd be fun if i moderated a debate <laughs> republican anywhere across this country they've had four hours to basically run these stupid shows these are not debates i've been around the game for 50 years these are the worst two debates i've ever seen wow. and they don't give the candidates an opportunity wow to that is not good that is definitely not going to get you the golden buzzer I mean, not even close. You you wouldn't even get. I mean, Simon Cowell would be an immediate X, just like that, you know. And then maybe maybe Howie Mandel might move somebody onto Hollywood, but uh, a little thin using a little game show logo like, uh, or a little uh, game show lingo like uh, Dana Perino did. This is Carrie Lake this morning on Newsmax talking about uh, the debate. What she thought? And you've got a bunch of people up there on stage. It's a vanity project for them. They know that they're at you know one and two and three and four in the polls. And they're up against a giant, a political giant. And uh, they're up against the next president of the United States. That's 60 points in the polling. He's actually out being a leader. He's in Michigan talking to working men and women who are struggling in the Joe Biden economy while they're quibbling up there on the stage. The moderators lost total control. It was, uh, I don't want to use any... Uh, profanity up here but it was not pleasant to watch i think i saw many people yawning almost everybody was on their phone looking down at their phone during the debate what? and i'm assuming that the people across this country tuned out rather quickly and, and my opinion we'll Mike, is that the men and the women on that stage need to go home tonight do some soul searching it is time to step behind and stand up and support president trump we're on the verge of losing this country and we don't have time for this sideshow 
And that's what I think a lot of people are, uh, it was, is driving them right now, is that people on both sides of the political equation feel like the country is in very grave danger. We do. Democrats do, too. Patriotic Democrats who don't suck, they do. They know. They're watching New York City. Good Democrats in New York City are going, my God in heaven, what has this party done to our city? Where 50% of the hotel rooms on Manhattan are now filled with illegals. Where the Roosevelt Hotel, the Roosevelt Hotel, has 3,000 illegals. They're calling it the Ellis Island of 2023. Well, no. No, not even close. This is the illegal invading army hotel of 2023. Those people have no business being in the country, unlike the people in Ellis Island. And many of them were turned away through the screening process. So the Roosevelt Hotel is becoming an S-hole flop house. 3,000 people sleeping on the floors in lobbies, sleeping on the floors in, uh, in the bars and the closed restaurants, sleeping on the floors of police stations in Chicago and airports in New Jersey and Chicago. The American people see that the people in charge of this country hate this country, hate its people, love its donor class, and people who have given them money. That's it. Everybody gets it. Even Democrats. Get it. We are up Bleep Creek without a paddle. And the only thing that's going to turn the boat around, boy, do I want to continue with the boat analogy. This has got to get like into the, the debate response generator. If I go any further, Donald Trump is the outboard motor that can write this, this uh, thing that we're on going down S Creek without a paddle. How about that? Was that, was that pretty good? <laughs> Uh, 800-922-6680. Already this morning, we've got the the impeachment inquiry on Capitol Hill. I saw the uh, insufferable statements by Democrats this morning that were, I mean, wow, just there's still no evidence according to them. And then the Republicans are going, well, that's okay. Just sit back and let us just present the evidence to you. Jamie Raskin. Jamie Raskin, I mean, my God, Jamie Raskin, no, there's no, there's nothing here, and he's caterwauling, and he's doing like Democrats do, and their political arguments dies like dying like movie vampires, clawing and scratching, trying to drag people into hell with them, and nobody's going. This is uh, the great Byron Donalds today talking about, uh, well, talking about uh, Devin Archer and, uh, and other things. Kind of small, so I would love to submit, I will submit all this for the record. I would love my colleagues on the other side to see this. In 2014, yeah, one of the key owners was Devin Archer, yeah. who did testify and who did was, uh, uh, was under deposition under oath by the Oversight Committee. In 2018, Devin Archer is no longer listed. But his wife, Krista Archer, is now listed. It's a typo. Dubinsky. When you see a situation where ownership interest moves from one spouse to the other, is that a concern of some level of fraud potentially? I, I would call it a red flag. That's something I would look at. Yeah, there's a lot of red flags. I mean, my God, there are so many red flags. It's, it's not even funny. This is uh, Jim Jordan this morning. And again, I'm, I'm kind of playing this on the fly. I'm grabbing audio. I've watched a little bit of it. Uh, Jim Jordan this morning uh, testifying or not testifying, questioning in the impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden. Professor Gerhardt, it wasn't just a speech. 
He leveraged $1 billion of American tax money. He's talking about the uh, Ukraine speech when he uh, said they were going to keep a million, a billion dollars in loan guarantees from Ukraine unless they fired the prosecutor in charge of investigating the very crooked Burisma Corporation and Hunter Biden, who was, who was hired to get the uh, heat off of the company, get the heat off the company from, uh, from investigators. And he did so at a time when our government was supportive of the prosecutor. Here's what our government said, the Assistant Secretary of State. We have been impressed with the ambitious reform and anti-corruption agenda of your government written to the Prosecutor General, who Joe Biden leverages our money to get fired. The United States fully supports your efforts to fight corruption. She further wrote, the interagency policy... Yeah, the prosecutor was doing a great job until he got too close to the source and Joe Biden had him fired. The committee said this on October 1st, 2015. The IPC recommends moving forward with a third loan guarantee to uh, Ukraine in the near term. And even after Joe Biden gives this... The thing that really bothered me about that the most, other than the abject uh, crookedness of it, was that he was so flippant with our money. It's like his... That's the that's thing that really pissed me off, is that's $1 billion. That's $1,000 million. A uh, million dollars would be a dream come true for anyone to have in their retirement account. Hell, $100,000 would be a dream come true for most Americans to have in their retirement account. And yet Joe Biden is just playing with it. It's just $1,000 million that he's just going to withhold on a political whim. That's the thing that really got me about that. Uh, I got a more audio coming up from this. Also, this judge in New York that says that Donald Trump should have his entire empire stripped from him because he didn't supposedly tell the truth about the value of his properties just made a complete idiot of himself. And everybody in real estate knows it. I'll share exactly what that is on the other side of the break. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is not an EV, and it never will be, because they're for posers. Joe Biden family teamed up with Chinese company CEFC to make millions off of granting access to Joe Biden. Hunter even arranged for Joe Biden to share office space with the CCP-aligned company CEFC. CEFC. My Democrat colleagues say none of this is relevant because Joe Biden wasn't vice president while his family did these shady deals. Turns out that's complete and total. She used a poopy word. Oh, my God. Woo! Nancy Mace, by the way, who is... uh, I mean, she has grown by leaps and bounds as far as uh, my book is concerned as a uh, uh, very patriotic American, smart person, very uh, intellectually curious, awesome. So there is that uh, Nancy Mason's board. Pretty good stuff, pretty good stuff. Oh, 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 before we go any further, and I want to I get to the uh, Donald Trump uh, Mar-a-Lago estate valuation, but uh, just so you know, um, they decided to trash the Fetterman gym shorts rule. Because uh, they have common sense. So chuck it. Fetterman's a slob whose clothes are a mess. He always dresses out of sorts. Ooh, don't do it. Fetterman will wear a tie decorum. He will defy when he retorts. This is genius. Oh my God, really? Shows up to the Senate in a hoodie. When they ditched the dress code, he said, goody. It's devastating. Fetterman's a slob with no respect for the Senate. It's history. He often mocks. <laughs> putting on gym socks. Hey, putting on gym shorts. 
So that is, uh, by the way, the great Jim Gossett there. Jim Gossett, we're doing a show November the 5th, uh, the 16th in uh, Baltimore. And uh, we, uh, we sold it out in about three days. I mean, we didn't sell the tickets, but people had to go and register. And they went like, boom! It's like, maybe there's something going on with this radio show. I don't know, maybe people are going, hey, this is kind of interesting. I like this. Yeah, I think so. So anyway, uh, uh, he will be on stage with me. And also the great staff and the great uh, personalities of WCBM Radio, our anchor station in Baltimore, November the 16th. Right now, tickets are gone. Unless we add another show or blow out a wall. You know, we'll say. Who the heck knows? Uh, U.S. Senate achieved a rare bipartisan milestone Wednesday when it passed the Show Our Respect to the Senate. It's called the Shorts Act. <laughs> I like that. I like this. Got to wear pants on the uh, on the floor. Apparently, Joe Biden's got to remember to wear his. So uh, I don't know if you know this. Wall Street Journal columnist Peggy Noonan wrote that the decision is apparently connected to the desires of John Fetterman of Pennsylvania. We're talking about this idiotic uh, Jim Short thing. Uh, why would uh, his desires receive such precedence? And, uh, and that's what I said. I said this is an act of uh, insubordination. And of all the people to usher in some sort of change in the protocol for dress in the Senate... We didn't wait 250 years for this jackass to suddenly come in wearing a bad shirt. Uh, nothing against uh, you know people who work at service stations with the, the name tag up there working at Jiffy Lube. But you don't wear that in, uh, in Congress. So you don't wear it with shorts and no socks and tennis shoes. Okay? You, just, that's, you don't do that. It's, it's inexcusable. But see, he's appropriating, he is appropriating the working man, even though he's never been the working man. All right, he is born into affluence and privilege, and, and he's suddenly wearing a stash like a cop, and he's suddenly, you, know, uh, you know, being down with bull crap. He's a poser. And thank God the Senate said, yeah, put your damn suit on. Let's take a break and come back, shall we? This is The Rob Carson Show. President Trump is leading in the polls, but only one network is covering President Trump's events live. That's Newsmax. Millions have made the switch to Newsmax because it's the real news they can trust. President Trump says he loves Newsmax. Every night you can start watching with Rob Schmidt at 7 p.m. Eastern. Rob Schmidt is exposing the Biden impeachment truth. All this week, Rob looks at the Biden money trail and the tens of millions that went to his family. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your cable operator doesn't carry Newsmax, call them and demand it. And don't forget to download the Newsmax app on your iPhone or Android. It's absolutely free, and you can start watching at any time. Get the Newsmax app now. Get Newsmax at home and make the switch. You won't look back. <laughs> 